This podcast is a member of the WrestleJoy Podcasting Network. Visit WrestleJoy.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as interviews, show reviews, articles, and more, as we bring out the joy in the wrestling world today. It's the Sauce Alex Zane. This is the babe of the bayou, Brittany Nicole. This is Ray Fury here. This is the glitch in the system, Jay Walker. And you're listening. And you are watching. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. To the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And to the Bald Monkeys Podcast. Yeet, yeet. the weekly aspects of it all right here on the bald monkeys wrestling Kira, thank you for coming on with us today. I appreciate it. Um, we do things a little bit differently with uh, Russell Joy and the Bald Monkeys podcast. We try to get a little bit of background uh, on you, like who you, who you found as inspiration growing up. So I guess my first question is, uh, what was young Kira Hogan like? Um, young Kira Hogan grew up in Decatur, Georgia, like east of the city of Atlanta in the suburbs. Uh, She was pretty much what I would call the black sheep of her family. She enjoyed things that were out of the ordinary, um, according to the rest of her family, Um, things like wrestling and reading and writing, just being in her own world. So wrestling definitely was my escape. Um, It saved me, it kept me uh, entertained, it kept me busy, it kept my mind busy. It It was my escape and I used wrestling to uh, cope with other issues that I was having growing up and as a kid and going through puberty and bullying. Wrestling was always my saving grace. So, um, young Kira Hogan was very spunky, uh, athletic, uh, bubbly. She loved to talk, but she definitely was insecure and just wanted to, uh, inspire other people one day. And, you know, here she is today. And I, and I believe that you are doing that definitely. Um, and I think that's a lot of, what people look to wrestling for is for it to be, you know, an escape from the normal every day of what's going on, which is a good thing to have uh, in life. Did you play any sports uh, growing up in Georgia? Um, I did a few things growing up in Georgia. I was a gymnast. I did ballet. I did dance. I played uh, soccer for 10 years. I did karate a little bit. I did boxing a little bit. So there was, I did a little bit of everything, but soccer was my major sport that I did. I played it for 10 years, like I said, and I was pretty good. Um, I didn't go off to college and play because I didn't, uh, I only went to community college for a year, but if wrestling didn't, uh, take off and I didn't pursue wrestling, I think being a professional soccer player, playing collegiate soccer would be something I definitely would have did. Very nice. And all of those things kind of lead you in a direction to wrestling and, and I think help you in a, in, in a way in the ring, correct? 
Oh, definitely. The discipline of soccer and um, just the uh, concentration in the game of soccer definitely helped me when it came to wrestling and the movement and the rhythm and the hand-eye coordination and the hand-feet coordination, I mean, the uh, eye-foot coordination. Like, it definitely helped me with the rhythm. And when first getting into wrestling, a few things were easier for me because I came from uh, athletics my pretty much my whole life. So, uh, But soccer definitely did play a good portion in helping me in my wrestling training. Did you train anywhere specific? Was it down in Georgia or... Uh, I trained in Atlanta um, at WWA4. Uh, I trained under Curtis Hughes. Uh, the school is now taken over by AR Fox, but okay. I trained under Mr. Hughes. Growing up in Georgia, who who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Um, Mickey James was my favorite wrestler growing up. She was my everything. Um, her era of women that she came up with, Melina, Beth Phoenix, like those women were the women I looked up to. Um, but uh, apart from Mickey James, I really looked up to a lot of the knockouts. Um, mm-hmm. Not anybody in particular. Uh, I just really enjoyed the overall division and how diverse it was and how um, not so cookie cutter everybody was. I liked how everybody was their own person and everybody was their own character. Uh, and just like I said, the diversity of the knockout division, uh, the beautiful people, Gail Kim, Madison Rain, um, uh, Awesome Kong, like I, that era of wrestling. Those women were the women I looked up to, but Mickey James has always been my idol, my hero, my inspiration. It's something I've said since I was in middle school. So Mickey James definitely is the one woman I've always and still look up to to this day. Was there someone who took your eye that, you know, made you want to get into the ring? Was it still Mickey James or was it just all of the women as a conglomerate in general? I think it was all the women uh, as a unit. Uh, everybody kind of played their different role in my uh, different uh, likable features of wrestling, I think, because I, I like the different aspects of wrestling. I like how complex it is from the theatrics to the glamour to the action. Like, I think all different types of women kind of played their own part in my uh, persuasion getting into wrestling and wanting to be a professional wrestler. Because by the age of 14, I, re- I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. I knew that was what I wanted to do. Um, and nothing was going to stop me from doing it. So I think just the women as a whole being showing that women can be wrestlers and be amazing wrestlers and not just be women's wrestlers was always an inspiration to me. And week in, week out, I think, you know, Impact definitely brings that aspect of women's wrestling to their show every single week, which is which is awesome for girls that are growing up where you were X years ago. Now you're one of the role models for, you know, some some girl watching at home, which is it, it's got to feel it, it's got to feel good inside that what you got out of wrestling when you were younger, you're giving to someone now. Um, Definitely. It's literally I have a tattoo on my left forearm that says aspire to inspire. Oh, that's um, and awesome. that's something I've always that's something I've always lived by, especially getting into wrestling. I've always wanted to be an inspiration for somebody because I've had so many people who inspire me and I've had so many people to look up to. So I just love that I'm able to inspire other people to follow their dreams, not even little girls, just anybody who has ever been discouraged on not living their life to the fullest potential or not living their life for them. So I've just been very blessed to be able to live my dream and be able to do what I want with my life. And I just want to inspire other people to do the same. You have one life to live and you have to do it to the fullest because Life is short and you want to be able to say, I did something with my life and I did what I wanted to do and I was happy doing it. And that's all I ever wanted to do.
Very true. And I think that's a great statement. So did you just wake up one day and said, hey, I'm going to wrestling school today and packed your bags and, and go off? How, how did all that kind of come about? Um, I was in middle school when I decided I wanted to be a wrestler. So by the time I turned 18, I was already looking up wrestling schools uh, because I researched how to become a wrestler. Like I literally Googled how to become a professional wrestler because that's how serious I was about it. So by the time I was 18 and about to graduate, I was already looking up places to go. Uh, FCW was a place I looked at at the time, but it was in Florida and I was in Georgia and just everything that I was, you know, set up. It, it didn't really seem to be in my cards. So I decided to stay closer to home, stay in state, see if I could find anything. And WWA4 was the first school that popped up. And I saw that this was how you have to start and this is where you have to go. So I um, actually started going to the school shows because A4 did Thursday night shows every week. Um, and I would go to the shows uh, and I would sit in the crowd. Uh, and Mr. Hughes saw me. Uh, in the crowd, I was dating a fellow wrestler at the time, and he was like, hey, I, I heard you want to be a wrestler, but do you want to be an announcer or an interviewer? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, that'll get my foot in the door, and that'll help me in front of the camera. So I took that opportunity, and I started in the business as an interviewer and a ring announcer. And uh, I didn't train. My whole first year in the business, I sat at – I went to wrestling training almost every day, and I sat and I watched because I was hiding from my family that I wanted to be a wrestler. So I would just go to training and sit in the audience. I mean, sit on the sidelines and just watch. Um, just because I was hiding it and I was too scared to tell my family that that's what I wanted to do. So I was just like pretending I wanted to be an interviewer and a ring announcer just until I got confident enough to tell them, okay, I'm, I'm not happy. I want to be a wrestler. So one day that happened. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done being unhappy. I want to be a wrestler and I know I can do it. So I'm going to do it. And that's how it <laughs> Was your family an, an obstacle b between you and wrestling when, when you kind of told them what you wanted to do? Not necessarily my family. Uh, my mother, uh, more so than anybody, was confused. Not so much as not supportive. I just think she was confused because she didn't understand the aspect of being a wrestler. Like, well, gotcha. you don't understand something, you kind of have to see for yourself. So I just had to prove to her. Um, when I told her she didn't understand, I just had to prove it to her. So not only did I have to prove to myself that I could do it, and this is what I wanted to do, and this is what I want my life to be, and this is how I want to find my success, I had to prove it to my family that this is something that I could live off of, and this is something that I can do for myself, and I don't need them to help me with it. I don't need to go to to uh, college and get a degree for this. Like I could do this regardless if I just put my mind to it. So I had to prove to my family. And once I came home with that impact contract after wrestling for only two years, I think I proved to them that, see, I, here it is, I, here's my proof. I'm, I'm showing you that I, I'm good at this. And this is something that I feel like I was made to do. And this is something that I have to accomplish in my life. So at the end of the day, when they saw like my successes and they saw how dedicated and driven I was, I think they completely they finally got it and understood and now they're completely supportive of me and um you know i've been able to do a lot i've grown up a lot in wrestling and i think they've taken notice so i think they love wrestling just as much as i do because of the impact it's had on my life that's awesome and, and i think your your passion and love for wrestling kind of comes across through through tv every week and kind of seeing how you're 
career has progressed, what keeps you, you know, motivated daily? What, what brings you joy about being, you know, being a wrestler, a professional wrestler? Um, well, being a wrestler, well, first of all, through this whole global pandemic, I think just staying connected with something um, keeps people going. And with all of independent wrestling stopping, I think that uh, TV on the TV wrestling is something that is going to keep wrestling alive. Like, I feel like it's my duty and it's my job to continue to work and continue to do what I'm doing so that wrestling does stay alive. And uh, I've just, I, I just, I've always been drawn to, like I said, the idea of the complexity of wrestling. Um, and I love the work that I've been able to put forth. And I love uh, the growth and the learning and the evolution of wrestling because you can literally evolve from one episode to the next or one show to the next or a couple shows to the next. Like, I just love the evolution and the growth within wrestling and how much better and bigger you can get as time goes on. And honestly, that's all I want to do. I just want to get bigger, better, fatter, hotter. That's why I just want to continue to grow. I just want to see how big I can get and what the growth rate is going to be for me in wrestling. And just to submit my legacy in wrestling, I just don't want to be a passerby. I want to be a legacy. I want to make my mark. You want to be one of those people that they say, I, I looked up to. This is the person who kind of got me really interested in wrestling. I just want to be an inspiration. I want to, like I said, I have it tattooed on my arm. I just want to inspire somebody, regardless if it's in fashion, if it's in if it's in the way that they live, if it's in the way that they see life and how they, you know, I just want to inspire somebody with my story and how I live my life to change something or to, like I said, inspire them because that's all I want to do is just inspire other people to live their lives to the fullest and be the best that they can be. That's great. So outside of wrestling, what kind of hobbies do you have? What do you enjoy to do, uh, you know, when you're not in ring or taping or traveling and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I love spending time with my lovely girlfriend, Yabonte, who I just recently moved in with uh, through this whole global pandemic. So I love hanging out with her. I love hanging out with my dogs. I have three beautiful little puppies. Um, and I also love makeup. Uh, I'm obsessed with watching YouTube videos and learning about makeup. I'm like literally a makeup addict. I love just watching makeup transformations and the art of makeup and the free expression of makeup, kind of like in wrestling, how you can mm -hmm. freely express yourself in your character. I like that idea of makeup as well. So I've always been drawn to the art of makeup. So it's something I'm drawn to. I like to do makeup on um, some of my coworkers, on my friends. And it's another uh, uh, growing and learning process as far as becoming bigger and better at what you do. Because when I first started doing makeup and learning, I never thought I would be able to do it on somebody else. Um, so through wrestling and knowing people that I know and having to get ready for shows and just the growth of uh, the learning of makeup is something that is also so interesting to me. And I've gotten so good at it and I continue to get good at it and I continue to grow and get better. So makeup is something I've always been into. And maybe eventually I'll start a YouTube channel or maybe a makeup line one day because honestly being like a a Jeffree Star, but like not really a Jeffree mm -hmm. Star. Like I just want to be like a makeup icon or just to have my own enterprise and my own like brand. I yeah. want to be my own person and I want to represent my own brand and become my own brand. And that's what I want to represent is aspire to inspire and the hottest flame. I just want to be my own brand ambassador and, you know, stand for something and live for everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
makeup is like a science. I, I, I knew I, I got entranced by watching videos of, of people doing their nails in these like crazy elaborate ways. And I was like, I, I don't even think I have the, the idea in my head to be able to make some of that stuff up, let alone be able to do it that well. That, that, that's crazy. Right, and it, it is a science. It takes lots and lots of practice. It takes lots and lots of time. It takes a lot of trial and error, just like anything else. It takes lots of practice. And it's beautiful just to see the art and the time and the patience it takes mm -hmm. to do these things. It's cool. It, it is very cool. I mean, um, I like I said, being, you know, I, I don't do anything with makeup. My, my wife, uh, you know, does the bare minimum, but she looks beautiful. But just watching those videos, I mean, I just it it makes me crazy. I'm like, I I I would I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. It's so interesting. It it is, and that and I think that's what like kind of draws me to it is it is really interesting to watch. And you know, you only see it in a minute of a video, and who knows how long it actually took the person. You know, how long it actually took them to do that. I mean, that that's that's dedication. Hours, there. I can guarantee you, it takes hours. Like. The dedication and patience it takes to do any kind of art form takes hours of patience, determination, drive. You just have to be patient. You have to work with it. But I can guarantee you from personal experience, it takes hours. Yeah, and it takes lots of practice. Let's get to some favorites that you have. Um, what is your favorite city to uh, travel to? My favorite city to travel to? Or visit? As or... far as? Do you, oh, so like visiting or like crowds or just um, vi visiting just in general. Visiting in general, I really um, I love California as a whole. Uh, I love the different parts of California. I love how big California is. We can just experience so much in one state because mm -hmm. it takes up the whole side of the country. Uh, I love California. Uh, I love the vibe of California. I love, I just, I've always been like drawn to the Cali life. I don't know. It's just something I've always been drawn to. Um, and I love the LA lifestyle. Again, it's always something I've been drawn to. Um, I also love Texas. Texas is always a good place that I've traveled to. I've been to Houston a few times before and I love going to Houston. Um, I haven't been to too many different parts of Texas, but Houston is definitely uh, one of my favorite cities to go to, and Chicago is another place I love to go to because of the food yeah. and the memories that I have there and just the connection I have with Chicago now. I love Chicago as well. I love Chicago too. I, I was there when I was a little kid, and I'm a sports fan of some of the Chicago teams, so I, 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 I love it there. It's such a nice city. It is. I definitely love Chicago. Yeah. Uh, favorite opponent so far in your career? Favorite Oh, man. That's a tough one because I have so many, it's, I have different matches and memories with different people and mm -hmm. I can like, I don't think I can pinpoint favorites because I have so many different favorites. Like there's so many matches that I like uh, for different reasons and different parts and some matches I liked all together, but there's just, I don't know. I don't think I could pinpoint a favorite opponent. Um, I will say I do like working with Kylie. She's someone mm -hmm. I've worked with since she started. Uh, I was one of her first matches, so I really love working with her. I love to see how much she's grown. Um, so I love Kylie. Um, I don't know. I just 
I like I said, I just have so many favorites. I don't think I can pinpoint, but Kylie's definitely somebody I really love working with. Nice. Do you have a a, a dream opponent? Mickey James. <laughs> there, hey, it all it all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. That's the one now, person I have not. I, that's the one person. That's the one person I have not been able to step foot in the ring with, train with, nothing. So she's my dream opponent. Now, currently with Impact, you are kind of in a tag team with Tasha Steeles, correct? Correct. Now, do you, um, the one thing that we've talked about amongst our uh, friends on our podcast um, is, do you think Impact needs a women's tag title championship? A thousand percent they do, especially at this point with so many tag teams conforming. Um, together i just i just think it it writes itself and it is it's money honestly with the women that we have in the division and the strength we have in our division i think it would it would absolutely be beautiful especially because the knockouts tag titles have been on the shelf for so long i think it's time i think it's time i think our division has been a little scarce and now that we're kind of growing again i think it's absolutely time to bring back those tag titles definitely and and, and you guys with impact have one of the deepest, best, and and just most talented uh, women's division that's out there now, and it, and it's great to see all the time that they're giving you guys, you know, on on Impact on Tuesdays. Absolutely, and it's amazing that you know Impact supports the knockouts as they always have. Honestly, like I said, I think the knockout division is the strongest division uh, as far as diversity and when it comes to so much strength and power. Um, as far as our different characters and also as a whole, I think we flow very well together as a unit. Um, so I think it's it's time that we get rewarded with some more gold. Like the knockout title is is has been going strong by it's on its own for a really long time. And I think it's time that because there's so many knockouts and there's so many new knockouts, it's time to add some more gold. It's time for us to compete for something else. Um, I, however, have not had a knockout title shot. So I'm just waiting for my chance. Hopefully, uh, Slammiversary coming up on July 18th. You know, I'm in that number one contender Scotland match. Mm-hmm. I see myself taking a W again. You know, I'm just saying the knockouts are on fire. Like, last week, the knockouts, there were three knockouts matches. This week, you know, the one and only knockouts match was me, obviously, because I need an episode all to myself. And obviously, I took a W. So it's only it's only fair if I get the number one contender spot because I have not had a shot yet. I agree, and I, I think you have a, a, a very, very, very good shot of coming out with a W in, in that match. Thank you so much. I definitely believe that I will. So our, our final question that we ask uh, all the people that we talk to, and it, it, it's it's a out-of-the-box one, but uh, I'm sure you've heard of Oreo cookies before. Yes. Are you a single stuff, the traditional Oreo cookie fan, or a double stuff Oreo fan? I'm a single stuff. I think the double stuff is too much sometimes. I mean, I like Oreo for the filling in particular, but I think the double stuff is just too much. I don't like too much sweet. And it seems like almost every single person we talk to says the single stuff. You know, athletes got to keep the sugar down to a minimum, you know? That, 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 and that's the one thing we've always said to everybody was, you know, they're, they're watching what they're eating. So it, it does make sense. That's all it is. Kira, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck on Impact. Good luck in your match. We hope to see you for Slammiversary. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You can follow Kira Hogan on Twitter at Hogan Knows Best 3 and on Instagram at Hogan Knows Best 18. You can always catch her and the rest of the Great Impact Wrestling roster every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on Access TV and Twitch. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also catch our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. And listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.